Welcome to the show. This is Sam Eric. So we are into September and I'm sure you have some great memories from your summer vacation. Perhaps you stayed in a hotel this time and you had a really memorable experience. And perhaps you had maybe less memorable in a pleasant way, maybe a painful experience. In this episode, I'm going to talk about what irritates hotel guests most. We also will talk about flygskam or fly shame. It's a Swedish word. And how about the climate activist Greta Thunberg? Does she make you feel guilty of using the plane for your travels? After all, she refuses to use planes and travels only by uh, train. And when she goes over to the United States, she takes the sailboat. So I'm sharing my observations on the industry and hopefully you'll enjoy this. You're listening to The Social Hotelier Show, a podcast that inspires hoteliers to create meaningful and memorable experiences for their customers in pursuit of their passion. I share my views and experiences relating to hospitality, technological trends, and also relating to humanity. I'm also sitting down with world-class speakers, leading industry suppliers, top-performing hoteliers, sharing about their inspiration, lessons they learned, and how to make an impact. My name is Sam-Erik Rutman, a lifetime global hotelier. I currently provide global advisory services to redefine new paradigms for hotel businesses so they can maximize their assets. My home base is in Helsinki, Finland, also known as the nature capital of the world. So what leads me to this topic, what irritates hotel guests most, is that um, in my past career as, in, as a corporate hotelier, which I left uh, about six years ago, I felt that one of the industry buzzwords was personalization. It was everywhere. Somehow over the years, it felt like our industry replaced personalization with messaging, chatbots, voice, and then artificial intelligence. But in my humble opinion, none of these great new technologies replaced the purpose they all exist to serve it. Finding ways that technology can be used to create a personalized, data-driven, high-touch experience. The problem has often been that at times it feels we have chased the technology at the cost of human experience. I'll give you an example. Have you tried to connect with an independent hotel in the evening with a question by connecting with a chatbot? How did this experience make you feel? Well, I tried several because I'm interested in this new technology and I believe there's a place for it and I'm sure it will serve the purpose that it's really meant to be. I contacted several hotels just to check out and ask for questions using their chatbot. But nine times out of ten, I got an answer that didn't relate to what I wanted to know. And more than often, the answer was that they will connect me with a, with a human but this human will only be available in the next day. So it didn't really help me what I was thinking it would do. Don't misunderstand me. I know that artificial intelligence will change tourism for the better. And it will help us, the travelers, to have a much better personalized experience. Just think about it from the point of view that before the trip, the personalized trip planning, 
that there will be enough data about you that they can make some suggestions where to go, what kind of experiences you'd like to have, knowing from the, your likes and dislikes and, and your dreams and desires. But also, the customer service chatbot will know you by the name. They will know pretty much a lot of things that they can answer already because they will have enough information and the chatbots are fed with thousands of questions and thousands of answers to those questions. But also, their, the marketing aspect will be personalized. So they will know once you are make your plan, you'll be contacted and they will address by your name. And the typical thing that happens in hotels will not happen to you again. And I will explain what I mean with that. What I mean, you arrive late in the evening with your family. You've been driving a long way. You arrive to the hotel and um, there's a line for the check-in. So you, you're patiently waiting until you get to the reception to check in. And once you reach the desk, the question starts. Did you have a nice flight? No, actually, I drove here. Is this the first time you visit us? No, this is my third time. Uh, may I scan your passport? Well, I stayed here three times, so I think you have my records. And may I take an imprint of your credit card as a credit reference? Well, I think you have the information. Uh, may I recommend a spa treatment experience? Well, I think you can see from my past visits that I have visited a spa and you know what, what I like. Well, I'm sure you, I'm not alone on this. No surprises there. We all hate waiting for anything today. And that's where also the artificial intelligence and the data they can collect, how they can personalize your visit much better by making recommendation. And also, once you arrive, there will be facial recognition. So once you arrive, you will be greeted by your name. And there will be virtual assistance available during a visit and recommendations available. And you can really decide how close to you these assistance will be. So this is what I mean. Well, the way the artificial intelligence can change the tourism in a very positive way. So I was pleasantly surprised when I read the latest research on the subject conducted by a hotel operation platform that the number one reason a guest has a bad experience is unfriendliness. It means that if hotel focus on getting the one thing right, the industry wins by continuing to deliver hospitality the way it was meant to be delivered with a warm smile. And all this technology, the artificial intelligence, is to support the human interaction between the hotel guests and the hotel staff. I know there's also something about the traveling, and that relates to this uh, fly shame or fleek scum. I'm quite avid in uh, Instagram and, and Facebook, and I used to see how many people just like to show off uh, with their pictures on Instagram when the flight is taking off, or the picture with the plane above the cloud. But I see less of that now. I think there might be a small reason for that. Perhaps it is, maybe not. Is that 
there is a movement that has been developing, uh, particularly f- it's been for a while. I think already last year, but also even more so this year. And the drive has been through a girl. Her name is Greta Thunberg. She's 16 years old, and she's a Swedish climate activist. And people are having some shame now, or showing off that they're flying on short holidays. In fact, it went so far, particularly in Sweden, that some flights from, let's say, Stockholm to southern Sweden, Göteborg, or north to Luleå, for example, that their reservations for these flights dropped because people started to use trains for these trips. And there was an interview not too long ago in at the, one of the trains where people were asking, oh, you're using a train now for your trips. Well, I think it's considered to be quite shameful that you're really using airplanes for short travel. But in fact, it got so far now <clears throat> that uh, I could see there's a Facebook group which has over 80,000 members. They are only talking about uh, train travel. And that reminds me of my teenage time when I couldn't afford to fly in Europe. I used to take interrail. And it, really the great part of that was that I got to meet a lot of people, make new friends on the, on the, on the train. And uh, one time, for example, I was on my way to um, Budapest. And on the train, I met a couple from Argentina. They had left uh, Hungary years ago, and they want to come back to see how Budapest was like. So I was very lucky to meet them because I'd never been to Budapest in the first place. And we struck a conversation, and we spent a day and an evening together. They showed me a way around Budapest, and we had some nice meals in in Budapest. Uh, And it was a way I had a chance to get that... uh, someone who knew Budapest like their own pockets to show me the, the insights of this place. I think I never would experience Budapest this way if I were taking a flight from Helsinki to Budapest, gotten off the plane and tried to find my way into the city. So there is a case now that people are traveling more and more by train and it's becoming more and more popular. And in fact, some of the major uh, tour operators, um, I think it's... Uh, Thomas Cook, in fact, that is having chartered train trips already. Uh, in Sweden, there is a, a small travel agency that is promoting only trips by, by rail. And I think that's a very fantastic thing to see. But also, not only, are we no, not only is it this Greta Thunberg, uh, but also there is a, a television ski commentator uh, Bjorn Ferry, and uh, he has done most of his travel by train, and he announced last year that it would only cover events he could travel by rail. So if he's not able to get by rail, he will not show up to these events. So I think this is just a case in point. So you will see more and more uh, public figures who will use the train. It may take a little bit longer, obviously, and but you just have to plan your trip this way. So think about that. Uh, and uh, 
also I heard not too long ago someone said I'm only flying one long haul trip a year the rest of my travel will by, be by rail or by bus so that's a food for thought when you're planning your uh, short weekend trips somewhere or a few day trips consider the rail instead of flying thanks for joining us this week on the social hotelier show make sure to visit our website thesocialhoteliershow.blueberry.net where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, Google Play or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you find value in this show, we appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Be sure to tune in for our next episode. The Social Hotelier Show, where hoteliers check in and we check out what is trending in the hotel industry.